0: If you're looking for a place where you can meet like-minded women, study God's Word with your favorite authors, and have a whole lot of fun while you're doing it, you belong at LifeWay Women Live. In each city, we'll explore a different way we pursue Christ together as a community of believers. LifeWay Women Live features some of your favorite authors and Bible teachers, including Jennifer Rothschild, Jada Edwards, Jen Wilkin, Elizabeth Woodson, Lisa Harper, Kelly Minter, Christy McClellan, and more. Join us in
1: a city near you. You can learn more at lifeway.com/lifewaywomenlive. And don't forget to come early for ULead. You ULead you is an all-day event helping women lead wherever God calls you to lead. Whether you are leading in women's ministry, Bible study, a nonprofit, in your home, or in the marketplace, you Lead is for you. Find out more at lifeway.com/ulead and check out all the cities where you can join us.
0: And welcome to the Mark Podcast. I am Elizabeth Heineman, and I am here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly.
1: Hey, Elizabeth. It's always good to be back each week with you, and so we've got a returning guest. Yes. So this is not her first time on the Mark Podcast, but we're so excited to have you, Elizabeth Woodson. Thanks for being here.
2: Yeah. I'm excited to be here and chat with y'all. Yes. Good. So
1: we have two Elizabeths
2: on.
0: <laughs> That's right. Um, Yes, I feel like there there have been a few projects where we've been working together and um, it's been a little confusing from time to time about who's supposed to talk when. So hopefully this isn't too confusing for everybody. (laughs) Um, Elizabeth, you've been on the podcast before, but go ahead and remind us, reintroduce yourself, remind us about yourself
2: and your ministry. Yeah, I am a Bible teacher and author. And so I am based in Dallas, Texas. And I spend most of my time creating content that helps people study their Bibles and apply their theological beliefs to everyday life. I have uh, experience working in the local church. I've served on staff at two different churches in the Dallas area at two different times. And (laughs) I love helping people understand what it means to both read through their Bibles, to understand things deeply, but then how it shows up in the most ordinary moments of our day uh, so that we know that theology always matters. And so whether it's writing a book, Bible study, or teaching in the local church, those are things that I love to do.
1: Yeah. That's so great. And so you've got a new Bible study. When this podcast comes out, it's like brand new out into the world and it's called from beginning to forever. So people might be like, I don't really know what is this about? Maybe tell us a little bit about what people can expect.
2: Yeah, so for from beginning to forever a study of the grand narrative of scripture. And so the Bible is made up of 66 books that are both unique uh, and unified and diverse. And so you have different audiences and different authors and different messages that each book is trying to provide, but it's also 66 books that combine to form one unified story, and the story of God's redemption as he reveals himself to us through scripture. And really what he's doing and and the story of scripture, uh, taking the Bible at a 50,000 foot level, how all the books fit together, have been one of the most influential things in my personal faith. To see the gospel start, not in Matthew, but in Genesis, uh, and this beautiful reality God has created for us to be in with him, how sin messes that up and what he has done, is doing and will do uh, through Jesus ultimately in order to restore what sin took and Mm -hmm. destroyed.
0: Mm-hmm. wow so that was ambitious to take on the entire, <laughs> entire <laughs> yeah let's scripture. just take on the whole bible yeah, yeah. Of but i can't wait to do it i've i've heard a little bit about it um but i haven't yet sat down to read the whole thing and i'm excited for that um you kind of touched on this a little bit but but expand upon why it's important for women to get an idea of the whole story of scripture, like that can seem daunting for people. So maybe what would you tell the woman that's like, I, why do I even need to know all of this um, to study, you know, uh, first Corinthians or something like that? Like, why would I need to study know about the whole story?
2: Yeah, because it, it does seem daunting. I even said that to myself. I was like, Elizabeth, really? You're going to start with the whole Bible? <laughs> you Start with the Bible study. But for me, it, it creates categories and boundaries. Um, and so we believe that God is doing a really specific thing in Scripture, uh, that the Bible isn't meant to be an exhaustive story of the history of the entire world. Uh, It doesn't answer all of our questions. I think any point in Bible study will show you that. But it does something really specific and beautiful. And knowing the story of Scripture shows us that. And so it keeps us, it lets us know uh, when we've gone out of the boundaries, when we are taking scripture beyond uh, what God is trying to do through his through His divinely inspired word for us. And it lets us know, one, a lot of times we come to scripture and we think it's just about us. And, and I don't want to uh, undercut our, our efforts to try to find encouragement and strength and peace, uh, but the Bible is more than just about us. And God is doing something really big in the world and to uh, bring salvation to the nations and just to restore the brokenness in our own lives and families and communities, but also across the world and that we gain vision for that. Um, and so I think studying the whole whole scripture about studying the story of the Bible gives the big picture of who God is, but it also lets us know, and God, what are you calling us to be and do in your world? Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes we can get confused about that. And so even if you're reading through the prophets and you're like, I don't understand what Isaiah is talking about. There's a lot of things that seem confusing. The story of scripture gives you grounding because, you know, even though I might understand these specific verses, I have a big picture of what Isaiah is doing and how he fits into God's plan of redemption. Mm
1: -hmm. That's really good. Yeah. And you, have I mean, you've been writing some curriculum and you've been teaching on the topic. So, you know, this has been something that it didn't you didn't just wake up and say, oh, I'm going to write a Bible study on this. You've been doing this for a while. But while you were writing the Bible study, maybe there was something that was a little new or maybe surprised you. Can you can you share anything?
2: I, I think what surprised me, because, uh, again, you're trying to to find this thread. Uh, they just keep you're just pulling it just a little bit, a little bit uh, as you go through each book. And what I saw that stood out to me was the amount of corporate language God uses to talk about his people in scripture. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, Mm -hmm. I think that gets back to just, I think our Western culture, we just have a little bit of, I like to say, a heavy leg (laughs) in how we approach the text and how much we can learn from just our uh, other people around the world and just that God is transforming us into someone very much so but he's also transforming us individually, but he's transforming us corporately. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the work that God has for the church to do, but also the blessing. And the blessing when we show up unified in the testimony is that all these people who are different, uh, living community with one another, loving each other self-sacrificially is one of the biggest testaments that the gospel is, in fact, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just saw that over and over and over again of who God is transforming us into in the plural. And it just was this really beautiful piece of the story that I hadn't uh, focused in on as much before I was doing my writing of the study.
1: Yeah. Which I also think kind of goes to the fact that we st- we should study the bible corporately together you know in a bigger setting and in community with one another
2: definitely definitely you just learn so much from each other uh and to me that's just been such a valuable piece in my own spiritual formation is learning from other people and the pieces i would have missed about the beauty of who god is if i hadn't done that Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love that okay so the bible study videos they look so fun we've seen a I've just seen like a preview. I haven't seen the full videos yet. But were there any fun behind the scenes moments (laughs) during taping? Tell us about that. What was that
2: like? You know, taping the study, it just is. It is fun and lots of unexpected things happen. (laughs) If anyone knows me, they know I love earrings. And so there were a couple of times the sound guy was like, hey, Elizabeth, I know That that's a really pretty piece of earrings, but you can't wear it. Oh, no, <laughs> no. What it it? I know. We, oh,
1: we no. have to design a microphone that yes. can handle we women's earrings. We gotta We've got to we figure do. that out. I yeah. will be on
2: that committee if there's yeah. a committee <laughs> for that. Uh, I just, we did it in downtown Dallas. And so I'm a city girl mm-hmm. and uh, just getting shots of downtown. And there was just some really beautiful um, art installations that I hadn't even seen. And so uh, the folks who were responsible for the shoot did a really great job at finding these beautiful pieces. And just to have all those uh, shots and and B-roll that we have for the study, that was really fun too. Um, and so when I people see it, I hope that they are able just to love it as much as I did, because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just beautiful to see what God is doing in our city centers um, and how that reflects uh, the beauty of what we see in scripture.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna ask her one more question, Elizabeth, on it. this because Elizabeth, I kind of feel like you're a little bit of a fashionista. You know, yes. <laughs> you, you like you like some good accessories and some you know things like that. Did you like? Was that fun for you? Did you pick out your own clothes? Did you have some help? How did you do that?
2: I picked out my own clothes, and I will say it uh, <laughs> because picking out clothes, I love patterns. Like I remember, I moved a few years ago, and some friends helped me. And so they saw all my clothes next to one another. They were like, Elizabeth, <laughs> you <laughs> love patterns. And I was like, I do. This is true. Um, but you can't wear all the patterns for other videos because yeah. you don't want people getting dizzy. So, right. Sometimes uh, it messes <laughs> with the camera <laughs> lens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so that probably was the hardest part is finding uh, colorful things that were, uh, had enough bit of flavor to them, but would it be distracting to the audience? So it took me probably to my limits, uh, in a good way, stretched <laughs> me in a good way, but yeah. I did pick my clothes and accessories and shoes. And I just love that. That to me is an expression of my personality. And I wanted people to, even from what I was wearing, to get a sense of who I am and just get some joy from that.
1: I yeah, think so. Sure. I mean, I, I do think there's something about that that kind of like, Tell us a little bit of your own story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So since we last had you on the podcast, you also wrote a book
2: called Embrace Your Life. So tell us a
1: little bit about your book.
2: Yeah. Embrace Your Life, How to Find Joy When the Life You Have is Not the Life You Hope For. Uh, and it has been uh, a wild ride in all the best ways <laughs> to really just share what God has deposited in me over just years of of seeking to follow him. And there are honestly seasons where you're just like, really, God? Really? I don't want this. This isn't what I signed up for. (laughs) Definitely Uh, been there. (laughs) (laughs) And so how do you not just live, not just limp along? Um, Mm -hmm. uh, When I talk to people about the project, uh, I talk about years of ministry and people who are either stuck or they're trying to thrive in the difficult seasons. And Mm -hmm. I want everybody to thrive. And I believe our faith in Christ provides the way for that. Uh, And so just a book that takes people on a journey through spiritual disciplines. So it's a question of, okay, Elizabeth, I know biblical truth. I know these things, but what do I do? Like, how do I get my hands around it? And so I take people through six spiritual disciplines that ground us uh, when life isn't what we want it to be from a place of lament. How do we grieve the things Mm -hmm. that we feel that we've lost all the way to a place of faith and joy, believing that if you still have breath in your body, you still have life to live. And how do you really take a hold of what God has for you to do in your circle of influence, whether it's small or really big, it's still important. And so I tell a lot of personal stories because I want people to feel like they've got a buddy for the journey, uh, but to give them hope that if Elizabeth can make it through, they can too.
0: Yeah, I I love that. And I think um, that's definitely a needed resource because who hasn't? found themselves in a place yeah. that they never thought they would end up, never want to end up maybe. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, I definitely – I was just talking earlier um, with a coworker about – because we were listening to a talk on identity um, that Kelly mm-hmm. was leading. And where she was just like, do people have identity crises as much as this? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know that I would label them all as, like, crises. But there's definitely been many times in my life where I've been like – what now? Uh, who am I? Because this yeah. is not what I, this is not where I thought I would be. So what does that mean for who I am and my identity and yeah. how, how I live in this new world? And and there is um, the wanting to, like the title says, embrace it, but just being like, I don't know how to embrace this. Like, how? Do, what does that look like to thrive in this area? So I'm, yeah, I'm I'm reading it right now. I'm. I have not gotten to the end of it yet, so um, I can't. I can't give any spoilers because I don't know the end. But it is definitely a book that I feel like is needed, and I'm so glad that you wrote it. So Thank you. Um, you are also one of our teachers for the very first Lifeway Women course. Um, so Lifeway Women Academy course, I should say. Uh, what excites you about Lifeway Women Academy? And more specifically, this first course on studying the Bible.
2: Equipping women to study the Bible is just like, that gets me excited <laughs> on any day. <laughs> um, but I think it's the, the accessibility aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, when I was in my 20s, I quit my job and I went to seminary because I just wanted to learn the Bible. Um, and seminary is a wonderful place. And I think Life by Women's Academy points people to that if that's the next step that they want to take. But everybody doesn't have that freedom right. uh, to kind of give it all up. Uh, and take a risk on the Lord like that. And so the format in which we are able to provide the same level of content to people, uh, to me is super important, but also that you get to learn from other women. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I the list of women that I've been able to learn theology from is not as long as I wish it was. Yeah. And so <laughs> that we have courses that are doing a deep dive, but you get to learn about your Bible through the lens of someone who has a similar life experience to you. And to me, um, we are in a s- season, there's always been a season, but we're in a season where Christians need to be equipped to know mm-hmm. what they believe. And I'm excited that with Lifeway Women's Academy, we're going to be able to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it should be coming out, right, Elizabeth? I mean, we're, yes. this is coming in all just October. Just a couple of
0: weeks from when this is released. You'll be able mm-hmm. to sign up for your first, that first class at Lifeway.com slash Academy. And just, I realized, I did not say what Lifeway Women Academy is. So I know we've talked about it on the podcast before, If but if we have new listeners, um, it is online, on-demand courses by women for women. Um, and our first one is How to Study the Bible, Hermeneutics 101, and Elizabeth is teaching a session of it, and Jen Wilkin is teaching some sessions, and then Dr. Julia Higgins um, from Southeastern is teaching some sessions. So like Elizabeth said, it's all women, so that's really exciting and really fun because we, um, I'm loving it because I get to learn from all these women, so increasing that list of women who um, read and teach and study scriptures, so we're excited about that.
1: Yeah. And it's such a good combination of like some of our authors, but then also some of our seminary professors, you know, people that we just, we love that we're getting to bring all of these voices together. So I think that's so fun. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of equipping people for teaching the Bible and just leadership in general. A lot of our listeners are probably familiar with the ULEAD events that our training area that we, we provide to a lot of different cities. We're going to do something new in 2023. And I think this is already out there on our website and it's announced, but we're going to do something called a ULEAD 2.0 next year. And it's going to be in the Houston, Texas area, September 7th and 8th. And so um, our you Lead events really do help equip a leaders, whether they're maybe a ministry leader, maybe they're in the workplace, maybe they're you know just you know maybe they're working in the, out of their home, or they're a mom who just really wants to be equipped for what you know the things that God has called her to. And Elizabeth, you've been a really important like equipping women is kind of your heartbeat. So Elizabeth's going to be at this event, and I want I want you just to share why you believe this is so important to equip women.
2: And the church needs women to lead, um, that to be able to show the way of what it means to be faithful to the Lord, to care for the people in our congregations, to be able to open up the word and to guide them in their understanding of that. But leadership is a pathway that is both beautiful and hard Um, and that we have an event where you can sit in a room with other people who are going through similar things than you. I think leadership is unique, especially for women, that there aren't always a lot of places where you can go and learn from other, learn with and from other people who are experiencing the same unique uh, dynamics of what it means to, because there's parts of leadership where it's, and how do I lead a meeting? Like, how do mm-hmm. I encourage volunteers? What do I do? I feel like my ministry is not going in the direction I want it to go. How do I bring it back around? How do I write curriculum? How, it's a lot of practical tools. And so you get to learn that. But then there's also this, this development as a leader. Who do I need to be uh, in the moments where I'm experiencing loneliness? Or I know, God, that you are telling me to make this decision, but it's a hard decision. I know people are not going to like it how do I find community with other people who've experienced those same things? They're like, yep, girl. Yep. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been there. And so to me, events like this give us the energy and give us the uh, strength and give us vision to go back. They kind of fill a cup to go back and deserve. And so to me it is leadership for women is something that's hugely important, but we can't put people in leadership positions and not train them for them. And I think this is an opportunity to fill that gap and help train, uh, and equip and encourage uh, women leaders.
1: That's so good. Elizabeth, can we take that clip out and can we use that in our <laughs> yeah. I think that would be great. Yeah, I know, Absolutely. right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Elizabeth, we've had you on before and we talked a lot about um, in that episode about like Gen Z, millennials and all of those kinds of things. Um, and so it's a, it was a little bit different than this, where we're just like talking about all the stuff that you're involved in, um, which we are so excited to talk about because we think that they're all great tools for people um, and the women that will be listening to, to buy and to read and to study and all those things. Uh, but we wanted to ask, is there something... That's unique about you, like a question that you've never been asked in an interview that you would love. You're just dying to talk about, but nobody has ever (laughs) asked you about it.
2: Uh, I probably people don't ask me about my family very much. Okay, tell us uh, about your family. I have uh, I'm the youngest of two kids. My parents are living their best retired life. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so they are a lot of the reason why um, I have the relationship I do with the ward. And mm-hmm. so when I when I talk to other parents uh, who are wondering, man, is this really going to work? You know, I'm trying to be the best I can. Uh, is that the small things that your kids remember and mm-hmm. the faithfulness and consistency in that? Because there would be no Elizabeth Woodson uh, in a walking with my faith if it wasn't for the faithfulness of my parents and the Lord work, working through that. Uh, and so I also have a sister uh, and she is married with the two little boys and Auntie Liz tries to be fun, Auntie Liz. I'm going to tell you, yeah. I, I'm being stretched <laughs> in what it means uh, to yes. be an aunt. But I love them and just being with them and, you know, playing video games and running around and playing with cars because little boys have lots of energy. Yes. Uh, it just reminds me of the simple things and the simple things that really matter. And so probably in a season where coming off a of staff of working at a church and and trying to, on a personal note, just 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 figure out what that transition looks like. And okay, Elizabeth, what's the 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 joys that God has given you? And my family is one of those joys. And so how mm-hmm. can I make more time to just spend with them? Like it's mm-hmm. like our life with the Lord is uh, that we would enjoy him. We, we would enjoy the world he's created for us. And there's a lot of things that get in the way for that. But that's, I believe what we're gonna do for eternity. And so how can I enjoy the goodness of my family and the moments and not things I need to necessarily have a perfect picture to post online? Uh, But just have a memory uh, that's just beautiful and encouraging just for my own soul and for their edification. So I love my family and uh, love spending time with them, hanging out with them. And I'm thankful that I'm in a season where I get to do that more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How old are your
2: nephews? The uh one is nine and the other one is two. Oh
0: wow. Oh so wow. That's a big gap that you have
2: to be fun and list for two different age <laughs> two different groups. Age groups.
1: Yeah, but that's fun. And active, like you said. Boys. Yes. yes. <laughs> boys. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> definitely so. Definitely so. But you can give them all the sugar that you want and then you can leave yes. them, you know, and you that. don't I love I love threatening. So I
0: don't have any <laughs> I don't have any biological nieces or nephews, but I have some kids that call me aunt um and I've threatened many times to give them like the noisiest toys or the toys mm-hmm. that like require the parents to do a lot with them. <laughs> like I'm like cuz I can just give this to them and then walk away and you have That's to it. deal with That's like it. The Elf on the Shelf situation or something like that. <laughs> yeah. so, like
1: we're uh, we're not. Yeah, let's not get into that argument. Oh my <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um. Wow. Uh, okay, so Elizabeth, <laughs> I don't know how we asked you this on the last podcast, but you know it's the Mark podcast. So tell us, in, you know, something that has, what is the thing that has marked you in your walk with Christ? Uh said I have
2: to say one thing.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you can say more than one thing. we're not uh, we're not legalistic about it, but
2: <laughs> let me see. I would probably say uh, what is marked me in my flock with the Lord are seasons of difficulty or suffering uh, mm-hmm. because they have mm-hmm. forced me, Uh, to say, hey, you've known all this stuff or you've taught this stuff, but it needs to be real to you. And I've learned things about the Lord and had a strengthening for my faith that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Now, I wouldn't want to go through those same seasons again, Mm -hmm. but I am a different person because I walk through them. And so that is uh, moments of my life or years of my life where my faith became realer in a beautiful way, but also it's beautiful and hard at the same time. So that's what I probably would say has marked my faith uh, with the word.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of when we interviewed Jennifer Rothschild, and it's been a couple of years ago, she, she mentioned that when she heard the word marked, she thought about the word marred and how we are marred. like some of those sufferings and some of those hard things really do shape who we become. And I think that's um, such a beautiful picture of how Christ uses mm-hmm. difficulty in our life to, to bring about good and for His glory, for sure.
0: Yeah. And is it, I'm going to mess this up, but somebody somebody famous said that God um, whispers and Good times, but shouts in our pain. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that C.S. Lewis? I okay. think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I or messed a- it w- up. I, I, yeah. Well,
1: somebody's going to call us they'll, out on They'll
0: it. look it up. <laughs> you can Google it if you're listening to this on your phone. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think that that is a surprising thing about all these answers. I love getting to ask this question to everybody because there are – everybody's answer is unique, but there are a lot of answers that have to do with pain and suffering and just how – beautiful it is that god uses those moments where i think a lot of us are asking where are you how like what is going on why why is this happening to me and then looking back we can see how those have shaped us and how those have marked us and um yeah jennifer russia i think she said something about scars as well and i think Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful way to look at it like there are things that scar us and we'll see them for years but what a testimony that is like, what a, a, way. And I think there are some scars that I have that have better stories than others, like physical, actual scars that I'm like, mm-hmm. that, that's a cool story. But then some, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I must've like hit my knee on a table at some point or something. <laughs> and so I think there's just a lot of things that, um, happen in our lives that we may not even realize are a big deal in the moment. But then later we're like, Oh yeah, that really shaped me. Um, and so just thinking through that as you're if you're going through a time like that or if you are in a place of suffering um, there is it's going to be okay it Mm -hmm. you know we we know the end of the story and even though that doesn't make it any less painful in the moment i think it is helpful to know that um, god uses even that to shape us into his likeness and so um, which is
1: yeah which is such a good reminder of what Elizabeth's Bible study from right. when you look at the beginning and how God created us and then how he's going to restore everything in mm-hmm. the end. And so Elizabeth, we're so super excited about this Bible study and we just want to encourage our listeners. This, you know, this is one of those Bible studies that could be a foundational study yeah. for a lot of our listeners. So thank you for being faithful and obedient to write this and we're excited to get it out to the world. Thanks y'all. All right. Well, listeners, thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. And Elizabeth and I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly B. King and at E.D. Heinemann. Use the hashtag #MarkedPodcast to connect with us. You can also find LifeWay Women on all social media
0: channels at LifeWay Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifeWayWomen.com
1: slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.